Hello and welcome to another episode of Another Music Podcast with me, Harry Chris Robin and... Jazz Boy Fuck Icon. <laughs> still can't bleep that out. Uh, this is episode two of our series where we're sticking sticking with uh, the Muse theme by looking at the today released, at time of, at day of release, we're on the 21st of July, they've just released Kill or Be Killed. We have listened to it several times. Woo! Uh, between the two of us uh, and we're excited to talk about it we're going to do a few things on it we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about it I'm going to talk are. about it some more <laughs> um, so before we dive into things uh, you can you're listening to this podcast on maybe YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, Apple wherever you want uh, you can find us anywhere everywhere where you consume a podcast that's where we is fingers crossed so that's the theory uh, you can also find us on all the, the other platforms me, Harry, Chris, Robin are on pretty much everything Instagram, YouTube is the main things Matt, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, on YouTube, on TikTok, and I think I've maybe got a Facebook and a Twitter, I don't know, but all of them are Jazzboy Fuck Icon with a little TM, like a trademark at the end. Doom. Doom. Well, you, do have twi- you do have Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, yeah. do you have Twitter. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't follow me on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dangerous. <laughs> anyway, so as we said at the top of the show, this show is going to be con... Concerning itself, uh, but with hobbits. listing talking to <laughs> concerning <laughs> concerning Hobbit. <laughs> then our first section, our initial thoughts. Uh, our cue sheet says, "Harry, give thoughts." Um, I'm going to talk about my thoughts on Kill or Be Killed. Go for it, because uh, that's what I've decided. So, initial thoughts: we have had a sneak peek of this previously with the live debut of it. Um, I was in Berlin when this uh, first dropped, so I was really excited. Not that that ad has any relevance at all, but I was really <laughs> excited to listen to it. Uh, that they just released it, uh, and it was like, oh, right, we're going to play a new song that no one's ever heard before. And it's like, you know, the heaviest, brutalist thing that they've done. Not Maybe not ever, but, but it's one of them. It, but it's certainly, you know, that sort of thing I would say has been missing for a good long while to mm. get that amazing energy from Muse Live. They're well known for being live. They've won countless awards for Best Live Band. Um I've been having them since what absolution maybe origin and you know been carrying that through. Uh, initial thoughts of the song from the live perspective, really good, um, amazing to see a guitar uh, to see a song like that tuned like that on a six string makes me feel really good because all I have are six string guitars. Yeah, uh, make, it makes it quite accessible. But because of that, um, I have had to turn one of my guitars, uh, the Harley Benton twenty uh, HH. Uh, Telecaster edition. Uh, you can pick it up for eighty-five pounds. Thanks, Harley Benton. I would expect my check in the post. I've had to tune that and dedicate that to be the "Kill or Be Killed" and uh, "Won't Stand Down" guitar. Uh, but it's 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 an interesting and fun tuning to play. Uh, but lends itself to just being brutal, mm. uh, a, brutal AF. Absolutely love playing that thing uh, and that that song. Uh, it, uh, without. Hmm. I, I don't want to. I don't want to tread on the toes of the of a discussion that we'll have later. So I think um, with initial thoughts, comparing it to the light to the from the live version to the studio version, uh, all the energy is there. It's obviously a lot clearer in the studio version, uh, and it's it's a good kind of return to form for Muse for heavy music. I read uh, part um, part of an interview that Matt Dibazane low a couple of however long ago it was months or whatever. It was talking about greatest hits, and uh, the label has said that they should do greatest hits, and they're like, we've always wanted to not do that. Mm. And what they've thought of doing in this album is that they sort of do a greatest hits, but kind of like, or best of, but more of a best of. 
their approach to that this album is doing a best of for Muse in terms of what are they really good at and then really pushed out to the max. So like really big heavy song, you know, push that. Then you can imagine there's going to be a big kind of piano thing. From what I've read, the final song on the album is going to be no. There's another there's a song on the album that's going to be a kind of a big kind of like piano thing with some like electronica stuff. And then his the version final of Adele song, apparently. Yeah, and then the final song on the album is going to be like a like the B-side Muse never released which kind of gets me really excited. Mm. Like really excited. I'm intrigued uh, by that. Very intrigued by that. It's like, you know, uh one big hardcore Muse fans which I have been accused of being. <laughs> <laughs> um we love we love a deep cut and Muse know that their fans well, the big fans really love a deep cut like they always say, you know, Fury is their most requested song ever and it's a deep cut it's a you know it's a deep cut it's a b-side mm. from what was it was a b-side from sing for absolution was it it's around that era it was, it was that, that album i think it was sing for absolution yeah, but it, was, it appeared yeah. on the and it appeared on the japanese version of absolution what makes them so special i don't know but um it's one of my favorite songs and if they're going to say they've kind of like made a b-side this is really going off topic. They've made a B-side for the album. That's actually going to be there. I'm like very excited by that. Mm. But I'd very much agree with their MO of best of Muse and wanting to kind of really do the big heavy stuff because Kill or Be Killed for me is the biggest, loudest, most brutalist thing on the album. I would say blowing Won't Stand Down out of the water for that title of like brutal thing. I'm not taking anything away from Won't Stand Down. Mm. I just think out of the two, this one's got so much more going to it. It's really leaning into the heavy aspect with Won't Stand Down is kind of doing a bit of the electronica mm, stuff. It's more relentless kind of... than Won't Stand Down. Absolutely, yeah. So that though them's them's my thoughts. Matt, nice. Kyushi, give Matt give thoughts. Matt give thoughts. Okay. Um so um I was a little bit on the fence actually when I first heard the mix drop today. Because my first right. impressions were um it sounded a little bit a uh, little bit detached, little bit. I almost, it almost, to me, it almost sounded a little bit like a first, first bounce kind of thing, like a draft mix. But then I listened to it. I listened to it about five or six times, um, walking around my local little area, and um, it started to get um, started to get used to it a bit more. And um, I think the biggest thing that, that threw me off from it from the beginning was just the fact that it, it's slightly different to how it feels live. Um, mm. It's it's there's some more interesting production things going on, which is I, I maybe would have mixed. I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, because of the album isn't being out yet, we don't know if there's a consistent theme going on. But um, personally, I would have liked it maybe if there was like. Um, if it was mixed a little bit, just leaning a bit more into the metal heaviness. Um, but what they've actually done is probably right, which is they've lent into the musiness, which is have some weird fucking strange filter thing going on in your left ear, or sorry, your right ear, whilst the riff's going on, whilst the bass is actually pretty centralised, and like uh, you've got your riff on the left. Because I kind of wanted double-tracked riffs, but then I thought, well, that's not Muse. And so I'm actually quite enjoying this mix because it actually takes me back a bit to like black holes and revelations where they wouldn't double track guitars and stuff and it was like well that's their sound um so actually i think after initial kind of being like hmm there's one thing i will i am not sure about but maybe we'll come back to that in the a bit later in this um but other than that i think i'm quite happy with it i, I think i'm quite enjoying it yeah wow uh, a, a lot tighter more succinct 
initial thoughts from you more than me. I just kind of did word vomit. It's the wonder of the uh, it's yeah, the wonder it, of the herb, man. Oh, ah, <laughs> I, see, I see. So I just I just love to talk. I love mm. the sound of my own voice. It, it, it oh, me too. Me, yeah, it makes me kind of go. Oh yeah, I started doing podcasting for a reason. <laughs> um, he says on episode two, but for full context, I used to I used to podcast back in the day. So it's, I'm just, just this is just returning to the platform. Returning um, Mac. I, I completely agree. Uh, it, 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 a more muse traditional mm. recording approach. Mm. Definitely not a traditional muse mixing approach. Um, you know, they've never really done the whole metal thing. I'd say the closest kind of metal thing they had, maybe a bit of Stockholm Syndrome, much more for small print. Oh, yeah. The whole... That's proper nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, it could have been pushed a whole lot louder, but in terms of like the sound that they're going for, I think that is the closest they've got. So comparing the small print to Kill or Be Killed is they're going into the discussion now. I mean, it's not supposed to do that. Um, going, <laughs> go, comparing those two, those are maybe the most comparable, but it's night and day. Yeah, night definitely, day. definitely. So uh, let's move on to how does it compare, a discussion. So our first section that we're going to be talking about is how did it compare to the heavier songs from the from their discography. We've alluded to it a bit with, uh, with the small print. I think, my view, the closest comparison is the small print maybe a little bit with stockholm syndrome i.e the riff and the pre-chorus that's mm. about it uh maybe with the second riff from assassin but then again it's not even saying that much but it kind of just shows how quickly that drop-off point is and how of how new territory really this is for muse they've been they've done big heavy songs yeah. before but how you could categorize it as metal not a thing yes there is going to be the discussion about what about the metal medley from the previous tour but it's just That's like just a riff taking the kind of thing yeah yeah with some singing in it it's like yes the heaviest aspects and the most interesting aspects from the heaviest heavy drop d songs mm. for the non-guitarists out there drop d is referring to the tuning of a string not revealing something from your trousers <laughs> nice <laughs> I'm trying to do my kind of best James O'Brien kind of no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> love a bit of LB. Love James O'Brien. Love a bit of LBC. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, so this really pushes that boundary even more. I think maybe when the, the simulation tour was really coming out, when, when it was out and they were doing the metal medley, we really should take it a bit more heedance from from the whole metal medley thing and gone, oh, right, they're really leaning, leaning into that. Is mm. this a sign of things to come? It's all done in 15 minutes. Uh, how dare they chop the newborn riff down to three movements, rather than, down to two movements rather than three? But no, that's hey, very off-putting. Uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, oh god, this is turning into a criticism. But don't I want to be? I want to be positive in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, there's no, there's not. Despite us saying in our planning, how does it compare to previous music? There's not much of a comparison. It's just I'd, it's pushing the envelope a lot further. Yeah. Do you know what I've just noticed though? Is there's a real similarity in the riff in this to the live version of the riff from Assassin when he does the. That's, that is the exact bit I was thinking of when yeah. I mentioned Assassin yeah. just now. It's yeah. like that, that, and even, and it's not even. You can't compare it to the album because it's more of a live yeah, thing. It's not on the album, so it's like, yeah. But, so. And then Muse really come out swinging when they go live, so it's like, yeah, that that's that that bit was really screaming at me. It's like it's the same approach. It's a, a bounce on a harmonic, mm. you know, musically, and then really going for it, and then ah. Oh, it's weird though, because because like production wise, it sounds like it sounds like Reapers, and it sounds a bit like um, 
mostly drones kind of heaviness with a bit of blockades. But the riff content is actually quite similar to um, like their early stuff, like Minimum. And uh, what was that track you played on live stream the other day? Coma. Yeah, Coma. very similar approaches with pedals and sounds kind of thing. Yeah, oh, I love that moment when I was saying doing a deep cut and no one was getting. I, know, it. I, I was, was like, like going lower, uh, lower, deeper. So uh, that's the era where I'm like, it's one of those weird B sides that no one really knows. <laughs> no, I, 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 I agree. Like the production, like yeah, the mixing more modern, but the the musical approach is definitely more older school music, and I would definitely agree with you in that. Um, You've got it's a bit more nuanced. That's a lot. Sorry, a lot more nuanced than what I was kind of thinking previously. Um, I get your approach for saying that it's like black holes in terms of just the feel for it musically. But then it, it that isn't really much of a um, that isn't much of a basis for it because it's just just taking that and pushing it even further. Mm. And I thought black holes was really pushing it a lot further. Uh, there's, yeah, I, I can't find much of a comparison. But the thing is, the the connective tissue it, like, re- is in referencing kind of stuff from their previous discography and so on. It, you can see, you can see how that line has been drawn from A to B, uh, from from where they were to here, where they are with this music now. Mm. Well, there's and it's there's, just like there's even obvi- like I think because we've heard it so much because it's been out like already almost like live yeah. and everyone's We've had like six weeks with it. Yeah. And people have put like it up that. on like YouTube and stuff is the biggest one that people have kind of forgotten that is like a heavy tune is unsustainable. And obviously the whole is yeah. like yeah. totally unsustainable. So you can see how they've kind of <laughs> combined all these mad yeah. things across the years. Yeah, that's the that's the big connective tissue. That was I would have I would have gotten onto that like soon. I was trying to look from like a, the 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 kind of more traditional oh, guitar apologies. metal metal approach. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. It's absolutely fine. And uh, what I've also just realised is that I have completely hijacked. This is supposed to be your section. <laughs> I've looked at the cue sheet. You're supposed to be talking about this. Oh, um, I'm, you're not. Yeah, you, you you can you can take the you can take the next one. Um, but uh, yeah, completely agree. Like, yeah, that that bit, which is just uh, a ramp up on an octave on a whammy pedal on the harmonic, mm. and it's like that's straight out of unsustainable, like right there. And yeah, that's what I mean by it. there's the connective tissue. You can see the bits of where it's come come from, but they've just as as Muse often do, taken what they may have written X years previously and just thrown it way further mm, mm. and taking it really a lot further and it's actually worked in a good way like this 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 isn't this isn't a something human situation yeah it? yeah it's i'm uh, i'm never i'm never gonna not dump on that song <laughs> i don't mind something human but it's like i put that on one of matt bellamy's like personal releases like i don't is it yeah is that it no really one ever news? like <laughs> yeah yeah that, no, that's that that yeah that's a good point the fact that they stopped playing yeah. it very quickly into the tour was quite yeah, funny. Yeah, when they when they realised, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, like no, nah, I'm not not feeling this one now. <laughs> All right, so um, in regards to like how this fits in with everything else we've heard off the album so far, mm. I mean, I think it's pretty pretty in keeping, especially with the synth at the end because it sounds like it, I don't can't remember they have released the track listing, but it does sound like it's going to go into compliance after that. Um, uh, it does. It doesn't. Compliance oh, is the second song of the. Interesting. Of the album. So it's going to go. What are the people? Compliance. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'll I'll pull up the track list. Yeah, man. Sometimes it bothers me with Muse because sometimes um, they'll yeah go on yeah go on go on rip into them go on <laughs> they'll, they'll yeah they'll yeah end tracks listen to this album. Matt Bellamy yeah yeah fuck you Matt Bellamy why don't you put songs in the order that I want them to go in because <laughs> there's there's certain bits on certain albums where some songs end and it sounds like it would be perfect that they're like they're ready to go into another song on the album but it's not it's like a completely different one the one that really bothers me is one that actually does go into each other which is algorithm into the dark side yeah that, because that, algorithm that is perfect no i fucking hated that i love that no wait let me explain why because now i might ruin go, it go, for go, you. Go, go, go. because algorithm yeah. um has got the roto toms in that are all throughout the dark side right at the very end of algorithm Oh yeah, 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 right. Why didn't they just do a fill that went and went into it? Like, right? But they've never done that. Sort I of know, thing before. but fuck you, Muse. It's so close. It's like, <laughs> why? Why couldn't you just do it? Like, <laughs> they're all about concept uh, albums. Like, <laughs> right, uh, right, okay. But anyway, right, back to back to all of the no, people no. and everything. I'll get. I'll give you that. That makes sense. <laughs> Algorithm is now is now ruined. Yes. It's now ruined me. And my second favourite song from the album, The Dark Side, is now ruined as well. It's my favourite song just because of the riff and the solo. I do like The Dark Side. It is a banger. For the same for the same reason, Break It To Me is my favourite song from Simulation Ooh, Theory because that is, is so good. And not to brag, but I was at the Manchester show. Oh, I'm Tom very jealous. And that was just before yeah. Tom Morello started getting really cringe. Before. Well, he'd, he'd already gotten there, but then he started <laughs> doing already, the public stuff where it was like, what was it? Was it hard truth? truth or something? <laughs> uh, and oh, right. Uh, yeah, we said this before. We need to do a whole episode just for Tom Rowland. We how will weird we'll do a whole rip on them. And yeah. All I'm going to say, I'm massively, massively communist, anti capitalist, but hey, hey guys, buy my $1,000 guitar clip. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Back so to... yeah. So it, uh, back to. But in terms of what you were saying, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read off the the, the track list of the album because of Hit what it. we were talking about before. So we start. Will of the people, compliance, <coughs> liberation. I'm interested in just that. One. A, Sorry, yeah, this is well, going to end that, up in a bit more of a discussion about maybe. Yeah, it kind of fits in this with this like how it fits with the rest of the album, like what the rest the, the tracks that we haven't heard yet might sound like. Maybe. Yeah, I we don't know anything about this. I think that because it's three minutes. And six seconds. But then I could say this for the other three minute long song. I think that might be the pop song. Because mm-hmm. I said they've gone all sorts of genres. So I'm either thinking Liberation, then Won't Stand Down, Ghosts, Bracket, How Can I Move On? Hmm. I wonder what that means. Uh, then six is You Make Me Feel Like It's Halloween. That's the three minute one. That could be the other pop song. I think one. that's going to be like another Thought Contagion, but maybe a bit better. Oh, please, could it be a lot better than Thought Contagion? Because uh, I actually really like Thought Contagion. I just like get a bit annoyed with it every now and then. But <laughs> the yeah, concept is very cool. <laughs> uh, Kill Will Be Killed, Verona, Euphoria, and then we are fucking fucked. Um, Euphoria could be the Adele song. <laughs> uh, see, I'm wondering if Ghosts is going to be the Adele song. Are Adele songs quite long, like pushing up to the five minute mark? Because then it would be Verona. It, I, but I, I'm, I'm basing this off I, of literally I, you no know information what? other so, than Matt said, I want to make an Adele song. And as you said in one of our previous shows, um, do we want that? <laughs> 
if it's good, I'll have it because Unintended's pretty oh. like close to like that realm of like Adele love song, but it's still it musy and interesting. Like, um, I mean, and I don't even mind. Like, I quite liked Aftermath um, on Drones. Like, I love. Aftermath. I think it's a great song. Everyone was like, Whoa. "It's a great Pink Floyd song." Yeah, it is Pink a great Floyd. Pink Floyd song. <laughs> but um, fuck it, Muse have done Marilyn Manson. They've done Pink Floyd. Like, what's next? Um, but no, I was going to well, say, my in my, I don't think this will happen. But in my dream fucking world, um, Kill or Be Killed will then go into Verona, and Verona will be the dirtiest fucking hard metal track with just screamo vocals like that would be my dream (laughs) that would would be the dream i'm not sure if it'll happen because i think well they said that i think they i think they said or pretty much stated won't stand down and kill or be killed are the heavy ones like it's only these two songs that this guitar is being used for you know it's due down to that kind of open b tuning i could see it's not it's not drop b yeah i could see verona being like a duran duran tribute kind of song after they did their I'd, hungry like the wolf thing on simulation oh, theory i'd love that i really I liked hungry like the wolf i, I really it. liked hungry like the wolf that was good fun they it should have so done the good. cover that i did though where i nicked it from glee and it was hungry like the wolf and then rio for the choruses that that's such a mashup ah very good i just like that they the did glee one but yeah do it do it <laughs> I, like, I like the fact that they did duran duran one because duran duran are from birmingham and that's where i'm from oh fuck yeah <laughs> get a bit of a look in in the west midlands um for anyone who's not from britain they have no idea what that means but yeah, okay everyone. um the, uh, uh how does it compare to previous uh to previous music it's definitely the heaviest one on the album Abs- absolutely that we've heard and i think this is that's i think that's that's the heaviest it's going to be because it's going to it's going to go in different directions i mean let's look at the songs that they've released already let's look at compliance where they've kind of said this is their one of their poppiest ones that they've got i would agree with that and and it kind of does it quite cleverly yes it uses the same chord progression pretty much the entire way through but it does in a very clever way and i really like that because i hate songs that are just the same chord progression with no nuance to it as it goes Mm. on it gets so tedious but me's are really good at Di- developing the dynamic and the phrasing and, and the structure of their music if they really try um, sorry my phone just went off um, if they really try they can mm. really quite disguise it uh, where they've failed previously it's it kind of makes the song really suffer um, I love this variety because this is mm. really getting so from what we've seen so far it's getting to really kind of quintessential muse variety of music that's executed really well and the, and the time has really been put into making it work whereas uh, simulation theory felt a bit rushed for a few songs yeah I, that's oh, as far as i want that's as far yeah. as i want to go because i don't want to rehash the the points we've made i want to stay focused on this but yeah it, it, it's they're not comparable but that to me i'm using that as an absolutely massive compliment towards yeah. the music we've seen mm. heard so far well i think i think it's interesting that they've said compliance is a pop like one of their poppy songs because it doesn't hit the same way that hearing that one of their songs is a pop song in the last couple of albums used to hit because it almost feels like how Supermassive Black Hole was a pop song at the time when they released that. And it's got that Mm. same, especially live, it's got that same energy and kick that Supermassive Black Hole has. Um, And it's kind of, it's kind of reassuring, isn't it? That the uh, the only down thing we've had from the album so far is uh, um, Will of the People. And it's purely just because it's like, is that a rip off? but also does it matter as our last discussion went? <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, I completely agree. I really like this. 
the variety is huge uh, and the fact that it's shaping up to not be a concept is this supposed to be another concept album i don't know because uh, uh, because because they're releasing these songs out of order from the album which implies that it's not a concept album because mm. they if they're doing it if it is a concept and they're releasing them out of order they're losing the narrative they're sacrificing the narrative for for just putting music out there um they sort of did that they weirdly did that with drones. They mm. released over over half the album. They released about two thirds yeah, of the album really before the album <laughs> dropped, and it was like they weren't singles. It was like this was this was part of an idea for a whole show in and of itself, in terms of how Muse market themselves. Mm. Kind of shoots them in the foot a bit. But it's like they've <laughs> yeah. they've blown their load on a lot of these. They've released what four songs now. The album's only ten songs. Mm. I don't want any more. And I'm like. I don't. I really don't want any more. I want August to come, and then the rent. Then the rest of the album does. I wish that they hadn't released one of these songs, "Will of the People," um, ahead of this to kind of keep that interest going. Mm. We'd still feel the same about the album, but I think that the idea of them blowing their load of uh, almost fifty percent. I'm actually. Of the album has I'm been... actually glad they've released "Will of the People" now, so that we can get over the whole Marilyn Manson thing. Um, and then when the album comes out, hopefully there's nothing else that we're like, oh, they've just done this for this one as well. <laughs> like, Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, good point. Very good point. Very good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. Um, and as we, as we said in our first episode, in terms of like, right, Will of the People's got the Marilyn Manson thing. Compliance has got Knight Rider. Mm. Won't Stand Down has got uh, Take On Me. And we were like, what's Kill or Be Killed? Oh, yeah. Got a, a weird dated reference for. I don't think it does. It hasn't caught that, oh, we need to do the 80s thing, which I like. The only... They've grown. Well, here's maybe oh, a controversial point. Oh, no. Um, he's going he's gonna to make me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call my mum. It's, it's, it's not necessarily like obvious pop 80s that they've done with Kill or Be Killed. But that section where they do the whole chung 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 is very reminiscent of like eighties metal, like proper old metal. So you could argue that that's quite a thing. I thought that was like I thought that really came out with like naughty's onward stuff, just because of how heavy it goes. Like you like Slayer and stuff, like late eighties hair metal kind of thing. Okay. But you it, are it right, it is very new metally as well. Yeah, well, it's, it's that blend. But I'd be like, because I, I could only really imagine, right, it's going to come to gonna have some 80s reference in there. But I, I, I personally, I don't see it, but then no, maybe I, I'm just not as immersed in 80s culture as I well, need I, to I, be to dig out. Well, that's the only thing I could maybe see is the metal aspect of like 80s metal, like hair metal-esque mm. kind of things. But other than that, it's, it's very just... Very muse like, yeah, 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 and yeah, completely agree. And I would, if I, I'd, I'd say that too, and I would say it definitely is a massive compliment. And that they're, they, they've done the, they've done the usual thing of not repeating themselves, mm. or if they have, they've pushed that boundary even further to say something new. And I love that about them, like, it's a good return to form where the previous album wasn't. Well, the previous album as as a whole, because again we don't have the whole album for with other people yet. The whole album of Stimulation Theory was a bit ropey in places. Mm. Uh, like propaganda fell fell flat for me. Something human is something human. Yeah, you like get up and fight. I need to get your head. I need to get your head examined for that. <laughs> 
I I like drones, but then like you know you could say the same for like second law, and so I'm like this is a really good turn to, f- to uh, return to form. I would say so far on the whole. Yeah, this is this is the best I felt about like the singles they've released up to an album in the last two mm. or three albums. Like, yeah, that's a good succinct. That's a good succinct point on that. <laughs> I like that very muchly, hugely muchly. Um, okay, so I think I think we've kind of maybe we've exhausted that one to death. And we want to move on to a new section uh, on the discussion bit that only Matt can talk about. Yeah, so, boy. <laughs> and I and I hate you for it, but I also love you for it at the same time. Um, so Matt, talk to me as as fifty percent of another music podcast who's managed to actually experience the song live. One, how what is it live really? Because you know we've all heard the live recording of it. You know that's fine, but you know live recordings, you know song production wise are terrible. Like mm. you know vocals are all over the place. You can't hear a bloody thing. And you're lucky if you get bass, but most of the time it's too much or nothing's there. Yeah, exactly. So uh, talk, talk, talk to us. You know, bestow, make us as lucky as you once were. What's oh, it like? Okay. Compa- so if you could uh, articulate what it's like live and then try and throw that in a comparison to the studio version, encapsulate us, go. Okay. So um, as with all the tracks that I've heard now live from the stuff they've released so far from one of the people, all of them are better live. M- apart from maybe Won't Stand Down, but that's another conversation. Um, Kill or Be Killed, um, it really... I-, I think it's way better live. As much as I like the recording and the and the, the, the track version of it, it's just definitely better live because it... Uh, the whole... The whole... thing, like, it just fucking hits you out of nowhere and you're like, oh my God, this is huge. Um... The verses, so this, ah, oh, I didn't talk about the, the thing about the mix for the actual track that I didn't like. Maybe this is a good part to put it in. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So the, 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 the thing that makes me like certain that I prefer the live version to the recorded version is that the vocals stick out a little bit weird on the recorded version. It's like they've maybe over it almost sounds like they've over compressed an element of the highs as opposed to over compressed the whole vocal there's like an element in the top end that sounds oh, quite so it's really sibilant almost but not not right. that it's like but but it's just really cutting in that certain area right like of, yeah, uh, yeah of tone that, kind like, of thing i guess that's what i meant but sibilance is more of the s specifically yeah i know i know what you mean mm. um, i have noticed that but i'd never really articulated that well and obviously live, point. you don't get that because it's a lot more rounded off and, and open kind live. of sound. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's that's one thing. The only other thing I'd say as well is um, the bit that everyone is obviously going to love from the the album and the recording is the whole jug, 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 jug into the what, 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 solo. Um, that bit is great on the recording, but live... Um, when you hear that like Ooh, scream thing that goes off mm. into the siren, like it's like it was like very similar to how I felt when I obviously I knew what was coming when I saw this, but when they started Stockholm Syndrome and Murph, like you see the hand come up of yeah. Murph, very similar to that feeling of oh shit, here we go, like let's go. Oh, so um, yeah, nice. it's fucking great live, and so are all of them at the moment. Really? Wow! Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm really glad. 
That, yeah, I that can't wait really for you guys to, so for everyone else in the audience to see them live again. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm excited to go. I imagine, obviously, by now it'll be 2023 when they, after the album's dropped, when they'll do you know the whole show of like UK shows. They might I'll do what they did to... for Second Law when they did a run of like arena shows in like October, September over here. And then they d- went out again and then did uh, the early arena, uh, the at, stadium stuff. At that time. Uh, they've got those little intimate gigs in Europe going on, like Amsterdam, mm. Berlin. That's when that that's when that's happening. So I think all the big stadium stuff is going to be, that should be in twenty three. And they have also kind of just said, right, that's the Europe stuff done of this tour done. Now we're going to do the the US stuff. Yay, U- US Canada. Oh, great. <laughs> um, uh, so box. yeah, I'll, that's I think I think that's when I will be going. So I imagine I'll go to the Manchester show and or maybe a London one. Yeah, come down to the London um, one, or I'll come up to a Manchester I'll, one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be me and my 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 good friend Billy. They and I will be going um, to experience this because, like, we're both like big big muses um, for this. So, big. It's how we bonded. <laughs> it's how we. It's how we first. Uh, we first like got to like know each other that way. But yeah, like, um, I mean, we went to the simulation show together as well. So like, that, that I, I'm so excited for it because I so far I've not from what I've seen I've not been let down. But but I just I can't get into my head what it would be like live really properly and that's why I'm like really relying on you to say I this because there, there are there are bits in Kill or Be Killed that, can, that I'm picturing as this was made to be played live mm. like the intro like specifically like that it works great in the studio right it works mm. great in the cans but like to experience that live we got this like siren but it's a guitar like that must be mm-hmm. oh that would go right through me in like the best it's way it's pretty possible. crazy yeah I'm just so jealous of you. Yeah, um, it is good, man. I can't yeah, wait to uh, get a chance to see him again. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I really can't wait. I, I, I do want to come to a London show because you and I then would be able to go to a London show together. That'd be really good. Um, yeah, boy. The, the novelty of seeing a band twice in one tour was quite fun. I've never done that before. I don't yeah, know how you, sad if you're that lucky, makes you me. get the alternative songs on the set list. Otherwise, you just get the same set list. <laughs> yeah. Again, th- yeah, that's why I didn't like the simulation theory. That was a copy and paste tour. But uh, so, I mean, th- I mean, th- that, mm. I guess that's as much as we can talk about it. Like, if you are pumped by it, you see it's preferable live. I, I, I'm seeing that as a plus. I'm seeing that as a positive. Four. Yeah, that's so, brilliant. So yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's looking fucking. It's, it's great, great for Muse as well because it means more people want to go and see them. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and they can and they can retain the title of you know you know great band live. Maybe there are mm. bands out there now that are that maybe take the title of you know best live act. But I think I would always argue oh, it's that obviously Muse the nineteen seventy five. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm looking disappointed <laughs> at you on chat. Um, can we? <laughs> <laughs> um, can, 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 can we not talk about please in this podcast <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> oh I'm dying right uh, okay uh, I don't like the 1975 for anyone who is listening <laughs> great well they were uh, great for two there albums. you go emphasis emphasis on were yeah it's sad now yeah yeah, in the same way that Tom Morello was once, you know, he was once a good great. musician to follow. Yeah, <laughs> we need to stop because we we need a whole episode on him. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do. We're just going to start blowing our load on it. Um, yeah, life can't wait to experience it. it sounds great. Good return to form uh, overall. Now, let us use our skills as men who 
play guitar. <laughs> yes. All women. All women. I'm a woman. I uh, no, I'm I'm a man. <laughs> um, so, so guitar assault. So we're, so we're both guitarists. I don't know if you've mentioned this before. We have. Uh, how do we feel about how do we feel about this song on a playing level, on a composition level? I've I've live streamed this song a few times, and I play it, you know, in my own time. Have you have you learnt it yet? I haven't yourself? touched it yet. Um, I right. but I was I've basically been looking at it and just kind of breaking down in my before I've even bothered to look at it on guitar. I've been breaking down like the sections in my head and thinking like, oh well, I'd use my di fuzz tone for that bit. I'd use my straight fuzz tone for that bit, and then maybe my distortion for mm. that bit, and then whammy obviously with the octave heart. Like and just thinking that kind of perspective, but I haven't actually played it yet. So you can take the lead on this one. <laughs> uh, no, no, I uh, I haven't had much of a calculating in terms of like, well, I'm going to get this tone for this. So when I put together and kind of uh, you'll get a bit of a window in for when I build my muse tones for when I do my sound likes, I kind of feel like I instinctively know what the sound it is I want for this. I don't even like think about it. It's just like, boom, there's the big muff is there. Mm. I don't think about how I want it to sound. It's just like, you know, th- you know, there it is. And then I'll tweak it um, in terms of. I'm looking at my pedal board now in terms of like the setup and the patches for it that I've got. It's uh, it's not doing anything wildly crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm at some points I'm using just my prime distortion for the chorus bit where previously it might have been like a, I'm utilizing the stereo setup. So I'm using two pedals split, split, you know, hard left, hard, right. Um, uh, but it's, getting me to want to create as many sounds in there as possible. Like the big muff is in, is definitely in there to get those kind of low gritty stuff, but there's no space for the fuzz factory because it's a completely mm-hmm. different thing. Mm. Um, but in terms of going back to the actual point is it has it feel to play it. It's so fun. Mm. And, I, and I've only been playing against the live version previously. So uh, I think playing, playing it to the studio version, I would say is going to be more fun. One, because I can actually, I'll be able to hear the subtleties in the mix are a lot better. Let's just mm. be honest, because live mixes, live broadcast mixes are terrible. <laughs> over, over, over compressed, but that's how you push the signal to broadcast standard. Um, I and it, it moves really well across the fretboard, and that all of those distinctive parts are very distinctive. They each have their own bit, but they flow so well into one another. Um, there's so there's the big intro bit, and then you've got the verse, which takes it down from this big tone that i'm using to just use my mxr timmy timmy drive mm. timmy timmy pedal the blue one and not even on that much gain but so, so you go from this huge thing down to this and i'm like oh great that's great dynamic range you've mm. got your big loud bit and you've got you more just supporting the, the rhythm but with a bit of like flair in there great and then you bring back in that huge riff tone for that and then go back into it it's bouncing all over the place and it's so much fun to play which is the next point is it fun to play mm. i can confirm it's very fun to play very nice um in this and but in, in, in comparing it to other songs on the album that i that i've played um i have played i've played all of them uh will of the people whilst it might be a boring song to listen to it's it's a bit more fun to play because when you get to the end it really opens up and that bit's really fun um, and and so is this. Like compliance isn't as f- fun all the way through, but it's got the way I play it. It's got lots more kind of like more nuanced parts that you can really kind of change up and 
play around with however you want. So it's really fitting into the album really well because of the variety of approaches for guitar playing that I'm seeing so yeah, far. I would yeah. like I would like to see what you think of it when you do learn it. Yeah. Um, and get your head around that tuning. But I thought yeah. it would be really well, weird. I might make that strap that I'm going to get the the kill strap or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely it's definitely. Um, so much fun. Uh, we've kind of we've covered the tones that we want to look for. I, I I've told you um, like pretty much the, the sorts of tones that I'm going for. I'd be very interested to hear your take on making a kill or be killed guitar tone yeah. sound for this because well, you you've a very similar mind to me. Like you really like to get into the nitty gritty of like how that tone comes together. I but love my gain stages. You, you'd love your gain <laughs> stages, but you we, we both have the same. Uh, uh, like mindset you really want to get into it but we have such different outcomes mm. in our tone you've got a you have a much better drier rawer tone than i do but i think it's maybe just because of the pedals but it's, fu- it's funny because i i listen to some of your tones and i'm like fuck how can i get my shit to sound like that like <laughs> it's so strange that I, we probably do what? the same thing like how well, does he do yeah, that? Well, yeah. Like, like 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 what was it um loved the tone that you've got what was it foxy lady the Jimi hendrix show oh yeah did? that was fun oh my <laughs> god it was incredible <laughs> that's just like every gain stage to the max just like Bruh. yeah <laughs> and then and then your lenny kravitz one that was good that was fun that one that was stunning that's what i mean about a good solid like it's it, it it the only way i could describe it is like dry yeah i i like my but i like I, my tones dry and dark I, like i like my yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean that as a compliment, like a dry tone, because it just it just like cuts right in there, um, and yeah. So, but yeah, we have similar sorts of approaches in terms of how we want it to sound, but then the outcome is so different. But I think that's a good compliment to Muse in terms of the variety of sounds that work for them. A compliment in terms of uh, music production, mm. and a compliment from me to you. Like we yeah. don't sound overly similar because there's so much variety in that. And the best thing about music is variety and that mm. people aren't going to sound, you know, a copy and paste job, like identical straight down the middle. Yeah. It's weird. Well, I mean, the, the one of the biggest things is the fact that we both like have an effort to sound like Muse with our pedal boards, but I don't, apart from the whammy, I don't think we've got any pedals that are the same. I guess you could say the phase 90, but I've got the phase 95, but it's funny that we've all got we've got different we've got completely the first, different approaches. We've got the first we've got the first factory. Yeah, mine's the seven though, and it's the special germanium or whatever <laughs> transistor one. <laughs> so I Wait, had no I idea, not- and I was going to sell. So I'm so glad that I put it on Instagram. Like, hey, Zvex, is this any decent? Like, what is this? And they were like, oh, yeah, it's a very rare one. Like. <laughs> Oh, God. I uh, was a couple of months ago. I went to Vintage Ray Guitars in Denmark Street and I saw another one. I was like, ah, I want to get that. Um, but yeah, we yeah, that's it. That's as, that's as uh, similar as our pedal boards get. I mean, I know that I've talked you around to wanting to get a, a Boss ES8. Oh, yeah, that's on my plan, yeah, to get one but it's, of them. But it's, it's not a pedal. It's just a switching matrix, but it's They're so very, good. It's so very helpful style. if you're doing MIDI stuff as well. I think it's one of the best ones for MIDI stuff. I would agree. Uh, I use my uh, 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 my what is it? My Boss volume pedal as an expression pedal for my whammy. The pe- it's weird because the pedal's right next to it, but the treadle on the whammy is okay, but the feel 
is so much better on the boss expression pedal that I'd much prefer to, I much prefer using that as an expression controller for the whammy what was your brilliant idea uh, we should do a whole episode at some point on tones and pedals and 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 maybe because we're just a music podcast we could end up doing a thing where it's like oh well once every five podcasts we'll talk about overdrives or then we'll talk about fuzzes or whatever you know what i mean oh oh i like that i like that i we could do that i'm down let's let's definitely do that i i definitely i I would like to have a discussion with you about the phase 95 only because i yesterday released at time of recording yesterday um released a video on my the everything you need to know about the MXR Phase 90. It's a very good video. Um, thank you. Um, I had no idea what I was doing with it, but I thought I'm going to put this in. Um, and one, one wanted to use my degree, which was music technology, so I, I understand how modulation f- effects work. I wanted to put in the joke. I wanted to put in the joke that, uh, that modulation pedals are technically delay pedals, yeah, but, not very like good, but not very good ones. Um, I just, yeah, and so, yeah, to talk gear with someone um that would be a really good one also and uh it'd be a good one for to bring guests in as well oh yeah um, i think uh mike from quiet mm-hmm. and his drummer juliana they'd be they'd be well mike particularly would be, be a good one to bring in to talk about gear because he really likes the 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 mastermind controller yeah, pedals I, I would stuff. love to go down that route but i've already decided that i'm doing a modular route so it wouldn't work don't do it, Matt. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think um, <laughs> just to bring him in and talk about... Oh, yeah, about no, definitely, yeah. ...tone and stuff. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Midi. Oh, <laughs> we've gone completely off... T- we've gone completely off topic, That's but... That's all right. It's I think, kind of tone-related. <laughs> it's very tone-related, but it's... It, what I... In, in terms of... Go back to Kill or Be Killed. There's so many different ways that you could get a sound for this. And they, and they really work. You just need a big, loud, like, gainy but also low grunty tone for this. Mm. Like it's just, it, it's pretty self-explanatory for me at this point we've do, when I've been doing my sound likes, you want a mix of both a big muff and then my, then the, a prime distortion, for mm. example. I mean, how often Matt uses a big muff live or in studio, I don't know, but I keep going to it over and over again when I want to add low grit to a riff and the ability to have a, your pedal your guitar signal split into two mm. so you can have one channel prioritize the low grit and the other uh, one to prioritize the high end and throw those together and get this dirty tone mm. excuse me about is <laughs> is just what you want for me as a guitarist i can't wait for you to oh, excuse me i can't wait for you to learn it play it find a great time for it because i think maybe at that point we then would have another discussion where we might break the song down into the sections and go right this is my tone right Mm. isolated guitar this is the tone i've got for this okay but this is how i'm doing that not necessarily to say yours is better than mine um just yeah just to compare one to go look at how different our approaches are but they both work for this I, I've exhausted my thoughts on Kill or Be Killed. There is, I mean, we haven't really had been critical about it. The only thing I, I personally have to be critical about it is this kind of weird dodgy phaser effect in like the last chorus. Oh yeah, it sounds like the kind of generic phaser plugin you'd get with Logic. But yeah, it's just, it's just, it, the character of it isn't like overly there, but it's it's quite subtle. But it doesn't dramatically change anything for me. But really, if I'm being honest, at this point. Yes, I've only listened to it like a handful of times. 
Because I listened to it, then immediately came on on, on stream. <laughs> like, we must do this now. <laughs> we must do this now. The beacons are lit. <laughs> Gondor calls for eight. <laughs> um, I I can't find a single fault with it. Like we knew structurally, musically, what it was going to be like. Um, it doesn't disappoint. It punches so hard, and it, it it's it it's a absolutely phenomenal song. Great return to form. L- really excited for the rest of the album. I really like that they've taken the time to do a song this brutal. Yes, there are other bigger, more brutal bands out there, but you know they aren't mute. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm such a happy boy. I'm a happy boy. Yeah, me too. I I think um, there's a few things in the mix that like I don't love, but there's nothing that I'm like ugh kind of thing. Like so, I think this is only just going to get better with time. And I feel like I'm going to be making playlists like with "Won't Stand Down" and uh, "Kill or Be Killed" like back to back and stuff, being like, "Oh, this sounds really good. Which one's the better metal song?" Ooh. So I think Ooh. overall quite good, <laughs> quite a good uh, good reactions from me. Well, I like it. Um, that's what we think. But then what do you think? Uh, why don't you tell us maybe in the comments if it's on YouTube or put it in a review on your platform of choice. It helps us with something to do with algorithms. Um, where can you find us? Well, you're listening to this on whatever platform you're listening to, but you can find me, Harry Chris Robin, on Instagram, YouTube. I'm a, a, a t- technically on Twitter, but I only retweet politicians I like. Vote Labour. Um <laughs> <laughs> editing that out um, that, that, that's where you can find me Matt where can people find you uh, Instagram don't follow me on Twitter um, YouTube <laughs> <laughs> and TikTok and it's all jazzboyfuckicon with a little trademark symbol or TM at the end Oh, lovely. Uh, everything you would like to plug before we leave? Uh, I would like to plug Matt's song from his band Laude, uh, Insanity. Oh, yeah. is a phenomenal song. Absolutely phenomenal song. Uh, I've, I occasionally do live streams on Instagram when I'm either bored or want to vent. And over the last two that I've done, I've played that song because that riff is friggin' genius. Why, thank Wish you. I could write something like that. Um, so to play us out is a little snippet from Insanity. Oh, fuck yeah. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you, catch you in the next one. Sayonara, dads. <laughs>